0: Welcome to the More Beach Meetings podcast produced by Surf Office. I'm Carson Sweezy. The More Beach Meetings podcast gathers the leading voices of the future of work to discuss remote working, company culture, and team retreats with new episodes the first and third Wednesday of the month. This week's guest is Darren Buckner. Darren is the CEO and founder of WorkFrom, a crowdsourced platform featuring the best co-working spots in cities across the world. Places from parks and coffee shops to office parks and, and even airports, it's a crazy cool platform. But wait until you hear his idea for on-demand co-working. This is something that they're launching where uh, it's essentially going to remove the barriers to entry that are commonly associated with any kind of coworking space. I think it's a great idea, and I'm sure most of you will enjoy it as well. Let's get into the show. Hey, Darren, how's it going? Going great. Thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Can you start with giving us the elevator pitch for Work From?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on, it's uh, it's uh really exciting. So WorkFrom is built for people who work remotely, like plain and simple. Basically we're a community that set out to solve the challenge of um, finding trusted spaces to work wherever we are. So as a remote worker, your work goes with you and you often need to be able to find a place to call an office for the day, or even for just a few hours. We knew that there are a lot of people who work this way and that a lot of knowledge out there wasn't being shared correctly or even at all. And we could help with that. So WorkFrom today helps tons of people find the best places to work in every city. So
0: where did that initial idea come from? What was the
1: initial pain point? Well, it was very much a scratch your own itch sort of experience. I've been a remote worker for a large portion of my career as a software engineer and an application developer. So I had, in many ways, a luxury at that point of working remotely. It was something that you really had to fight for. It's not, not the same today, but I often... Struggled to find great places to work outside of my own home or a few other places that I had, you know, come to find as being reliable. As soon as I got out of my sort of zone, you know, of comfort, here I was trying to locate places. It was a lot of hit, you know, hit, hit and miss, trial and error, a lot of money and time wasted trying to find good places. I started to catalog these places myself. I started putting them in an Evernote note, and uh, that note got quite large over the years. It uh, it featured a lot of places and in a lot of different cities, all kinds of places, things like coffee shops and cafes that I really enjoyed, restaurants, co-working spaces, business centers, areas of airports, even parks I had on there, you know, beautiful sunny day in Santa Monica that has some access to Wi-Fi and, and a good place to sit. So this list uh, grew and grew and grew. And when I moved back to Portland from LA, I realized that there are so many people working this way and that, I was finding myself looking for these places once again, it just dawned on me, wait a minute. I think I think I should, we can share this knowledge. These folks who I find in these places, when I'm looking for places to work, they know of two or three other places. How do I get into their head and get their recommendations and how do they look at my list and see all the places that I found already and, and all the great information that I've cataloged about these places? That's how it started. Scratch my own itch and figure there are a lot of other people out there who could who could use it as well. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, and then it sort of turned into more or less a crowdsourced effort after that,
1: Yeah. You know, I thought about it as a crowdsourced effort from the beginning, although I don't think I really appreciated the power of crowdsourcing in general. I thought to myself, there's going to be a number of people who would love to contribute two or three places that they know of. And if we can just do that somewhat at scale, we'll be able to get a lot of good inside info about different areas. I intended to kind of do it maybe city by city. So, you know, initially I knew a handful of cities very well. I was getting to know Portland better at the time. I thought, you know, maybe we'll we'll focus it on those few cities and then we'll find other people in those areas and over time we'll we'll kind of get coverage that way. But it became pretty quickly apparent that this was something people wanted to use all over. The first iteration or the first few iterations of work from was nothing more than a kind of a glorified commenting section on a on a blog really where I would ask people to kind of leave their information about great places to work. And they were leaving information about all kinds of places and all kinds of cities. And I tried to keep it somewhat focused and it just, it just didn't work. And then of course I realized, I think pretty quickly after that, it didn't make a lot of sense to try to keep this focused on one area. Let's let, let's let this information be as useful to as many people as possible, as many areas as possible, and let's let the platform do the work. We don't need to control it or focus it.
0: One thing that you had mentioned in our previous call was that you felt this kind of sense of isolation as a remote worker, and I'm sure that's why you know so many people have been attracted to to work from. What have you found about that level of isolation uh, within remote working that that is solved with like a co-working space?
1: Well, I'd say, I'm not the only one. All right. So I, that's, I, I'd say sort of the most profound thing. I mean, everybody, so many folks are feeling isolated and it's, it's not necessarily loneliness, although it can end up feeling lonely, but it really is a sense of not being connected to the kind of support that would allow them to do their best work if they were more connected, you know, and, and more consistently. We know, I think at this point, it's, um, the battle has been sort of fought and won. Working remotely is, does increase productivity. It increases happiness. While it has its own challenges, we know the gains that it can provide, cost savings and other health. But there is a very real disconnect from what we have built for especially knowledge workers over the last 100 years or so, 150 years even. The in-office experience came with a lot more than just a place to sit. It came with a social structure it came with sort of daily banter and context that you get when you're around other people who are working on things similar to you it came with access to food and entertainment and all kinds of things that you acutely understand are missing when you when you work remotely especially if you've been in those environments before so You know, the isolation is a real thing. When you're able to connect, if you're able to co locate near others who are doing similar work or who are like minded, have similar work styles, there's a certain energy and a certain productivity that comes from that and a certain serendipity. At the end of the day, we're all humans and we want to be, you know, part of a tribe. So being able to even just be next or nearby people who are doing something similar to you gives you that sense of connection. And that's why I think a lot of people flock to not just co working spaces that we know of today, where typically we'll access them through a membership of some sort, but also tons and tons of coffee shops and cafes and bars and restaurants, places where people are, right? That's what people want to be around.
0: That's kind of the physical element, right? Of just around other people that are working and you kind of get that adrenaline and and the energy that's just around, but there's also a sense of a virtual community with work from. right? What does that entail or what have you seen with the virtual community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We know that A lot of people, the majority of people who work remotely, and I'm using that kind of as a really large umbrella, we could talk about, you know, sort of who fits under that umbrella, because a lot of people do, a lot of different types of professionals. But when you are act in the act of working remotely, when you are, you are often at home, right? Or you are at places that you don't have access, readily access to a larger group of people or um, near other folks. So. Having access to a virtual community can help with a lot of that. It can give you a sense that there's always somebody nearby, even though they're not physically there, uh, able to chat, able to answer quick questions, able to just kind of brainstorm something quickly. And then the other sort of very tangible benefits of being part of a community, getting advice on things. I'm thinking about heading to this area. Is there anybody from San Diego that can tell me about this? Or I'm traveling out of the country next week and I'm thinking about my cell phone coverage and SIM cards and like, what's that going to look like? That having the virtual community allows you to connect with people who are all over the world with all different types of experiences. Common thread being that you all work in a very similar way, but the threads that come off of that common thread are numerous and they're meaningful. So having that always on experience virtually is, is also very important.
0: Yeah. And it essentially turns into a database of some sorts, right? Like if one person asks that question about the SIM card thing, and then you have the same problem coming up in a couple of months, you can always try to find
1: that or maybe you've seen it. Absolutely. It's a real resource for a type of work that, uh, that folks do, and, and there's, there's a wealth of knowledge to be shared.
0: So what data points have you noticed about where people are working and sort of in these remote communities?
1: Since working on work from, one of the things that I've learned consistently as I was going through it, but also as I've looked back, people work at home most days. And I think that that's not necessarily something that a lot of people think about when they think about working remotely, just how much time people do spend working at home. And even when they do uh, spend time working elsewhere, they've often worked at home that same day. The majority of people who work remotely, they're not traveling a whole lot. Uh, there may be periods where they're traveling quite a bit, but they typically have some sort of a home base place that they will be working from most days or and living. And that's usually home. So it's striking to me still when I see it, even though I know, this well, just how much people work at home. And I think when I tell people that you know 80% of our community works at home five days a week, it sometimes gets kind of crazy looks like, oh, well, I thought you're helping people find places to work outside of their home, and it's a very popular thing. And so how does that work? And I think, yes, it is, but it's it's so much more than one place that you work, it's the variety, and that's what work from helps to provide is the opportunity to understand what that variety is, where you can be when you need it most outside of your home. The other thing I'd say about just where people are working is that people when they are not At home, are choosing coffee shops, co-working spaces, restaurants, bars, public places, and then places where they think they can tap into some community. So uh, amenities are very important, and uh, all these places will have good Wi-Fi, hopefully, or else they won't flock to these places. But we'll have good Wi-Fi and decent seating and decent access to other types of amenity. But they really want to be around others and in places that they can be inspired, places that they feel uh, they, they can be productive. Where they're not going is surprise, you know, more traditional office. They're not going to the business centers of the world and they really are looking for non-traditional alternative places to work and there's a lot of them and and people I think would be surprised at the different places people actually do get work done
0: what's the craziest place that you've seen that people are
1: getting work done I've surprisingly seen a lot of parks I mean I guess maybe that's not surprising it's great to be outdoor right if you can and then working you know that's kind of a a nice bonus uh, to be outdoors but a lot of parks uh, apartment rooftops I've seen a lot of like this area of this building or this airport, you know, is is like perfect, so go over to this area. I've also seen vacation homes, I've seen barns. I've seen people recommend places that they can sit in their car and access a good Wi Fi connection and feel safe to get work done before. you know, So it can happen even at, at that level. I've even seen that be recommended on work from before, which is kind of interesting because they really had to make it work.
0: Now that you've mentioned people having a home base, uh, what's this new thing that you had mentioned earlier about this micro coworking concept?
1: Yeah. So something I'm very, very excited about because we have grown such a, a large community as well as an engaged community that gives us a lot of um, a lot of feedback. We built feedback and we care very much about helping the community at a grassroots level. So we get a lot of information. We also see a lot of data about where people work from now, features, places in more than 4,500 cities, 150 countries. I think we have well over 15,000 places that are listed on the platform. So we see a lot of data. And what we can say definitively is there is a, a big gap in access to existing workspace, existing professional spaces out there in the world for our community, freelancers, remote workers, a lot of entrepreneurs, times business travelers, but there's a big gap. And we realized is that we had built in many ways, this marketplace in waiting. We have listed with the help of our community, so many places people want to be and that they're already choosing. And many of these places were uh, or are underutilized spaces, places that have more capacity that could be taken advantage of. And our community is already looking to us to help them find these places. We've got the the community that's generating the demand and we've got a lot of places that we know about that have the inventory or the availability to accept more people working from their space that's already set up for working. And we realized this is an opportunity for us to help. We also understood that there was a psychology that kind of goes into, there's some barriers to entry. And part of that is the psychology around how people pay for space, the commitment around it, and just how quickly or how on demand they can use it. So Homebase is a marketplace for underused space at its core. What we do is we match people with spaces that have more capacity. And specifically, we're starting with co-working spaces that otherwise serve people in memberships who, you know, have dedicated Offices and common space and conference rooms and all kinds of things set up for people to work and for a community to enjoy, but haven't really opened up their capacity fully and are looking to. So, Homebase connects those two folks in a really interesting way. We remove the barriers of entry. We take the psychology uh, out of the picture or the, the, the psychology around having to pay for something monthly out of the picture. And we let people buy access to these spaces in bundles, effectively, prepay for access. So, as a person who needs workspace, I can prepay for let's say five credits. Each credit will give me access to a workspace for one day. When I need access to a workspace, I just activate a credit on demand, no advance notice. I basically activate it and then I show up and I get work done. And when when I run out of credits, I just buy more credits, right? I sort of wash, rinse, repeat. I use them as much or as little as I need. Right now, they don't expire. There's no other commitment other than you have pre purchase these so at some point you are likely to use them. So I
0: buy credits from you and then I can go to a WeWork in DC and use the credits and then you guys figure out everything else. You figure out how they're getting how WeWork's getting paid and, and taking the credits out of my account and everything else and then I can just keep showing up as long as I'm in the city, right?
1: Yeah. And we'll you know, we'll look to work with I think all kinds of brands. And I can tell you that we've been piloting a home base with WeWork over the last six months and we're very excited about the results. We've helped a lot of people who have never otherwise set foot in one of their spaces, come in and enjoy it. And we've also helped a lot of people get access to space that they that they never felt was really available to them because again, monthly memberships or it costly sort of day experiences and cumbersome day experiences just didn't work. It wasn't worth the, the hassle, right? So it's so simple. I think that's the key. And we, like you said, do a lot of the heavy lifting for everybody involved so that people can just get back to work, stay productive. The space is there. It's available. The people need it. Let's just make it work.
0: I love that. Yeah. And the accessibility is so crucial, right? In today's age, just empowering more people to be able to do what they need.
1: We have entered into a whole new era of of where and how we work. It's a massive shift. And this shift requires us to look at everything that we know about today, I think, a little differently, as well as start to build infrastructure for the future. And that infrastructure, you know, being the day and age that we're in, a lot of that's going to be virtual. A lot of that's going to be on demand. We know that kind of our world right now is dominated by on-demand marketplaces that just make our lives easier. And I think for too long, Workspace just hasn't really been included in that. You know, we've seen a lot of marketing around access to Workspace in smaller chunks. Certainly, I think WeWork has done a really good job of showing that deck can happen at a massive scale, but it's not small enough yet. It's not bite sizable enough yet, right? There's still a lot of people who aren't being overlooked and that's those are our people. You know, those are my people. These are the folks that I want to help.
0: What's a quote or piece of advice that's on your mind right now?
1: Win the morning I say this a lot so if you can at all front load your day, have the best morning that you can possibly imagine, control it in the ways that you know are important to you and feel like by 9 a.m even earlier hopefully if you can feel like you've already accomplished two or three things that day that if nothing else goes goes the way you want it to um, you've already won. I think that's um, that's something that I've been practicing myself for a long time. It's definitely paid dividends in my life and made a, a big difference. It doesn't always work but it, most of the time it does and I encourage everybody to think about winning the morning.
0: What is an activity outside of work that you've learned from?
1: I love to cook and I've learned a lot about cooking. It's not surprisingly a very important thing, right? We got to eat and I value sort of eating well and curating the things that I eat. So preparedness and cooking is a big thing that I've learned about over the years. I think it's really easy to throw together something that might taste good, but if you can prepare for that meal not only makes i think the meal the outcomes of the meal much better but it also makes cleaning up easier it makes getting it done faster it makes you able to have other and more people enjoy it there's just a lot of efficiencies that come out of being prepared when you're cooking so i take that that lesson into other things as well last
0: question in the house around this is what we call the weekly call-out. It's a chance for you to call someone out in your network, someone you think would be great to have on the More Beach Meetings podcast. Do you have anyone in mind?
1: April Rennie comes to mind immediately. So she's a global citizen. She um, has roots in Portland. I believe she lives in Portland. And uh, we've, uh, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting her several times uh, in Portland, which is where I live as well, Portland, Oregon. But she is often a lot of other places. And she does a lot of writing and a lot of talking about the future of work sort of at a very high level. But she gets into great detail and she has just a wealth of... Of knowledge around. Uh, it feels like most things that I care about, <laughs> you know, when I see her um, talk about things uh, and provide her thoughtfulness and perspective on things, I think, yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. The sharing economy, future of work, gig economy. So she's very active on Twitter. She writes a lot. And I think she would be a tremendous guest to have. I feel like in the, the short period that you may have with her, you would get probably two or threefold <laughs> what you certainly would be able to get from me And I think, a lot of other people. It's just she's just got such a wealth of information and she's a great person.
0: Darren, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you sharing all your insights and all these cool things that you have coming up, especially with Homebase. I'm really excited to see where that goes. Appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, and I hope by the next time, certainly by the next time we're we're able to connect, uh, Homebase will be up and running and helping a lot of people out there. And if I can say for anybody who's listening now, you can visit workfrom.co forward slash Homebase and uh, sign up for early access today. Maybe by the time you get to it, it'll be available in your area as well.
0: Our guests on the podcast bring up some amazing thoughts on remote culture. How do they keep remote culture from becoming stale and distant when the team isn't physically present day by day? Most, if not all of them, are leveraging in-person offsites. Get your employees out of the office and get ready for an experience that will give you a boost of team spirit. Head to thesurfoffice.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show to stay up to date with the latest conversations around the future of work. We'll be back with a brand new guest and some fresh ideas in a couple of weeks. Until soon.